Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, before we get the show started, I wanted to let you know we are giving away a bunch of brand new black magic gear. Yeah, cameras, switchers, DaVinci Resolve licenses, a bunch of awesome stuff. So stay tuned to learn how you can enter to win free gear from Black Magic, and we're going to tell you all about it later on in this episode. Now cue the music. Hey, welcome to the 165th episode of Just Shoot It, a podcast about filmmaking, screenwriting, and directing. This episode is brought to you by patrons Pablo Gallo and Paul Kim. I'm Oren Kaplan. And I'm Matt Enlo. Today we have Chrissy Fiorelli and Amanda Linker-Doyle. Together they are DF Casting, a casting duo I've worked with for a long time, and they're here to talk to us about all things casting. How to, as a director, to work with them, some war stories from the trenches, uh, and how to, or not to, attach that mega movie star to your micro budget feature i think it's a really good conversation it's really frank they're uh so knowledgeable and so passionate about casting it's really just reinvigorating to have a conversation like that just to be reminded that oh people are so talented and skilled at a thing that's one of the most important early steps in creating your film yeah and getting and even in figuring out the tone of your project that has so much to do with casting yeah. Um, and speaking of like real interesting tones, you got to watch at least the first episode. It's free of this show called Wayne that Chrissy and Amanda cast. It is uh, produced by the guys that did Deadpool. It is so interesting and unique and good. It's kind of like Scott Pilgrim meets John Wick. It's a dark, dark comedy. It actually really reminds me of this Netflix show called The End of the Fucking World. Have you seen mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Yeah. Really kind of like a broody look at... um youth and violence and things it's pretty great but it's on uh it's a youtube original so you can get the first episode for free on youtube.com just look for wayne yeah and i would say even if i didn't know that they cast it if i watch that show i would be like wow the casting yeah (laughs) it's like the looks the people that everyone's so talented it's great check it out and that's um just the tip of the iceberg of the conversation that we have with chrissy and amanda so if you want to learn how to make your movies better through casting, our conversation with them is really going to help you out. Yeah. We should talk about our Patreon, patreon.com slash justshootitpod, where you can uh, contribute to the show a little bit, throw us a buck, throw us four. You know, it's kind of like the equivalent of buying us a coffee in exchange for um, just helping us make this show even better. It goes towards paying our editor, Jay. And now we have hats. So at the $10 level, if you if you contribute $10 a month, we'll send you a Just Shoot It hat. Yeah. Is that at a small loss to us? 
Yes, it is. This is so NPR right now. But uh, but also, we think hats are cool, and I really can't wait to see people sending us selfies of them in the hat. Yes. Um, okay, cool. Well, let's get into it. Chrissy, Amanda, teach us how to cast. Hey, everyone. We're taking a quick break to talk about Plot Devices, our sponsor for the show, and we have one of the co-founders, Seth Worley, sitting here with us. So, Seth, one of the tools you make helps directors storyboard. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, we just made a storyboard notebook. I felt like there was a severe shortage of storyboard notebooks out there, especially ones that were not intimidating and unassuming for directors like me who cannot draw. I learned a while ago that storyboards are a lot like swimsuits. Everyone is insecure about theirs. But when you see other people wearing theirs, you're like, oh, cool, that person is also swimming. Like, nobody cares. We're just here to swim. And storyboards are the same way in that the point of drawing storyboards is to flesh out your vision and also to help you communicate it to others. And even if what you've drawn makes absolute no visual sense whatsoever, at the very least, it communicates to your crew, you've got a vision, you're going somewhere, you can somewhat be trusted. But for you personally, it gives you the peace of mind knowing that you've got the sequence Shut it out. Even though you will not shoot it, you will shoot three of those shots because it will rain and people will be dying by lunch. And uh, my sets are are pretty dire. (laughs) (laughs) And what aspect ratio are these storyboard frames in? They're in 16 by 9 with 235 guides as well. Nice, nice. If you want to find out more about the Storyboard Notebook or any of the other products that Plot Devices has to help you create your stories, check out plotdevices.co. This episode, we're giving away the Storyboard Notebook and uh, a Filmmaker Pin 3-pack. If you want a chance to win a free storyboard notebook, go to Twitter right now and tell us what one of your favorite shots in cinema is. For me, a shot I really liked recently is the one in Roma, the opening shot. It's so simple, but if you think about it, it must have taken so much planning. It's insane. Anyway, go to Twitter right now, tag Plot Devices CO, and tell us what your favorite cinema shot is for a chance to win your free storyboard notebook. Chrissy and Amanda, DF Casting. Um, welcome to the podcast, guys. Thank you so much. We're so Thank glad you. to be here. Yes. I have known you guys for a pretty long time. Chrissy, a little bit longer, um, because you were casting at College Humor yeah. back when I first started there. Yes. Um, but I realized I don't know how you two came to be a, a duo. So we came to be a duo um, also through College Humor. Um, oh, is that right? Oh. Well, ish. Like, I, I was working there. And um, when I first started there, we got six weeks of vacation a year, mm-hmm. which was amazing. And oh, is that um, a lot? I don't know. Yes, because so. yeah. normally it's just two. Oh, um, yeah. And so every couple of months, you get two weeks off. And then um, during one of those uh, hiatuses, a, a job came through that, and I was going on vacation. And um, uh, and I, I said to Spencer, like. I'm not going to work over this vacation. I said, okay, we'll just have someone cover for you. So I posted on Facebook or something, and Amanda sent in her resume and brought her in to talk to her, and we just really hit it off. Um, well, and- I sat down at her in her office, and I was like, is that Tate Ellington? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, I love him. There's She's a picture like, on my desk. And she was like, me too. I'm married to him. And I was like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so that's how, we, that's how we met. And then we kept in touch. Um, she ended up covering me on that um, commercial or, or something, commercial, or something yeah. random. Yeah. yeah. And um, we kept in touch with each other, became Facebook friends. And then when uh, my husband shot a show out of town in Montreal, 
And we had to live there for a while and a couple of, you know. Was it uh, Quantico? It was. Oh, cool. Yes. I watched that show. Oh, there you go. Uh, So we were living in Montreal for a little bit. And um, whenever people would uh, approach me about projects that I couldn't do because we were living out of the country, I would say, oh, you know, reach out to my friend Amanda. And we, you know, we just couldn't get together as friends because I was out of the country. Then when it came back, um, she was like, Let's go have lunch. So I, I worked uh, in a... I, I started in commercial casting like mm-hmm. 13 years ago. And then um, when the economy collapsed in 08, my commercial casting director that I was working for and running her studio was like, hey, do you want to take an internship with uh, Bialy Thomas and Associates? Sharon Bialy used to be my assistant back in the day. Oh, whoa. Awesome. And so I was like, yeah. And, and they're so, a, a very big deal. They're a very big yeah. office. Yeah, yeah. Especially today. Tale. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Breaking Bad. So, so, um, Barry, Barry today. Yeah. Yes. They're amazing. So I went and interned for them and then they hired me for pilot season. Um, and that pilot season we did the first six of the walking dead and we were doing lie to me and a pilot for ABC called Detroit one eight seven. It was literal like baptism by fire sure, for me because yeah. I had come from the commercial space. So it was, um, amazing. And Russell and Gohar are still there today. And I'm actually really curious what, why theatrical casting is so different than commercial casting? Well, it's a different pool of actors, kind of. There's a little bit of blend, but for the most part, it's it's a it's a different pool of actors. Well, it's a different pool of actors, and it's just a completely different process. Yeah, the timeline, and you know, having someone who can carry a commercial versus someone who can carry a series is, or even an episode, is like different a different sure. skill set yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so yeah so i finished um once that they kind of slowed down a little bit i went and uh, started working with alexis kazara and christine chevchenko and i was in their office for almost seven years and at the end of my time with them chrissy and i met up and when she had gotten back from montreal and um i was like i think it's time to like you know you're like jump i want to go out i want to you know go out on my own but i don't want to be by myself no i don't want to be by myself Um, ever (laughs) and would you want a partner and and um and i was like oh cool okay sure and so we did it was super casual and then like the next day we like made some business cards and like a website and we were like all right here we go yeah (laughs) just like pulled out the amex and got a squarespace (laughs) and a a gmail account that we share Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, something I think about a lot is like when someone offers me a job that I can't do, like there's always this like slight fear that if you like recommend someone else, they'll be like their new person. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. and I know in casting that happens probably a lot. Yeah, Um, well, we, you know, we've been really lucky that um, since we've been working together, we've been very busy. Um, And a lot of the people that I, you know, am, am friends with and friendly with uh, in like the comedy space aren't necessarily the same people that Amanda had been working with. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so there, it's been really nice to like, you know, both pull from our, our relationships and work on projects together and then have some new relationships too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. When we, we both just had babies this past year and, um, and that was certainly like a little nerve wracking, like when it was you know, like right after having the kids and, People were like, oh, are you available to do something? We were like, um. We, had, we took a meeting on a, a big pilot. Oh, yeah. When I was 37 weeks pregnant and Chrissy was seven days postpartum. And Tate yeah. sat in the car in the parking lot with their seven-day-old baby. And I was super pregnant. And there and was you three just had women. no idea. I, I know. And I had her like a week later. Yeah. 
And it was three women who we were meeting with, and they had all had babies, and they were just looking at us like... To be clear, they were looking at you. I know, not you. You were crazy. Yeah, they thought I was nuts. Um, (laughs) And they were very kind and very, you know, obviously, I think they were like, we're going to help you help yourself here. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we're going um, with someone else. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want this pilot. But that is part of like, because I actually worked with, I think twice I worked with a casting director team and they, like two different women twice, and they all had kids and it seemed like they really covered for each other a lot. Yeah, yeah, in a yeah. Good way. and and like if we had had the babies at a different time, yes. like from each other, then we would have done that. But sure. we had them two weeks apart, so right. so she tells me in, in January she was like, "I have to tell you something, <laughs> I'm pregnant." I was like, "Oh my god!" And then like not a week later, I yeah. think I was like, "Chrissy, I feel like shit," and she was like, "You could like, be pregnant." Oh no, yeah. it's you too. Yeah, um, I I want to just go back for a second for, to the commercials versus like television sure, versus like sure. a web show versus a um, what else is there movies yeah um, <laughs> because I, I like guess that was your last one <laughs> do people watch movies uh, I guess as a director obviously in a commercial sometimes there's like no dialogue and you have to have someone come in and you just like interview them to get a sense of their personality or something to do with them yeah. it's hard but in general if you had like like, I guess, do you, Matt, approach commercial auditions significantly differently than, like, if you were doing a web show or a TV Yeah, I mean, I think certainly something? it's much more look and take based in a commercial, right? And I think maybe, unfortunately, also, like, their ability to, like, throw a tag on something, you know, too often if you're bored in the casting office or, like, stressed about how you're not finding someone and then someone walks in after you've heard it. 50 times already and throws like a new spin on it whether that's a a joke that they wrote themselves or just like something out there anything to kind of shake you out of that like Mm -hmm. uh anxiety coma i think is gonna be a thing that but i've seen that you know like theatrical auditions also yeah yeah but you have more to chew on though do you know what i mean it's like oftentimes if it's a a commercial you know there's maybe a couple lines well and commercials are um not necessarily about who the best actor is, but who uh, the person is who will best sell the product. Mm-hmm. And it's also a volume thing because you want to see as many people as possible to give as many choices as possible to well, that's the director. Well, that's yeah. these days, yeah. Right, to, to everybody who's involved because there's like, then you guys are all dealing with like the client and the agency and all yeah. of that stuff. There was a commercial that I was working on once for some airline or something and the director was somebody who's a big deal i can't remember and um and he had like a vision a real artist yeah something (laughs) and um and he was like no like i need someone who is um like ethnically ambiguous who can do extreme sports who is also a poet and an artist Mm -hmm. and um is maybe like a pro skater on the side <laughs> and reads books and is well traveled mm-hmm. and you know all the people that we're seeing just aren't aren't right. Does he just mean very pretty? Th- yeah, that yeah. too. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so you want a unicorn. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um I called people in and I was literally feeding them answers off camera like I would pause it mm-hmm. and um and I'd say, "Okay, uh next I'm going to ask you who your favorite poet is." And um, and they were like, okay. And one guy was like, 
uh, yeah, I really like Shel Silverstein. I was like, no, no, you can't. You can't say that, no. I think that's an okay answer if yeah. you actually know poetry. Right. You know, like if he's like so well, well read, and this is like also Shel Silverstein, no jokes. My yeah, favorite. no. That's okay. But no, 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 none of these people yeah, yeah. had read anything. Yeah. Shel um, Silverstein wrote uh, the lyrics to A Boy Named Sue, the Johnny Cash song. Really? Yeah. I don't think I knew that. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, yeah but, mm-hmm. um, but. I don't know. Just anyway, that was sorry. that was no no no. It was so frustrating, and I had a friend of mine come in, who's now like like an actress in lots of things. And I wonder if these guys realize it. Um, and uh, and like had her like interact with them and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was just oh gosh, just trying to make. Oh, I've planted happy. I've planted real my actor friends in real people castings before. Oh yeah, for commercial. Yeah, for sure. And they book it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're none the wiser. I'm like, by the way, like they're real people too. Right. They just happen to not be like complete idiots in front of the camera. Sure. Well, you know, um, from our point of view, like every time we're interacting with an agency on anything, they're always like, we just want, we just want people to be themselves, to be real. We don't want it. We don't want it to be actors. It yeah. shouldn't be yeah. actory. They shouldn't be like, it shouldn't feel scripted. And then we're like, okay, it's going to suck. Pretty much. Right. Fine. <laughs> but yeah. But in regard to like the client, like, there's always somebody whose job it is to say no. So sometimes yeah. we have to be strategic in our presentation. Sure. In an effort to like counter that. No matter the type of project it is, exactly. whether it's commercial yeah. or, you know, TV or mm-hmm. a film or anything. Sometimes yeah. we present that person as the second choice just because we because, know. Yeah. You know. <laughs> say it one time. Well, no. <laughs> we we always say that I, I, I've said this for a long time, like the woman, like that from like my big fat Greek wedding, like mm-hmm. the woman is the neck and she can turn If the, the man head. is the head, then right. the woman is the neck, yeah. But oftentimes we find, especially when we're dealing with men, not to be like that, but, but particularly if we give them our first choice, mm-hmm. they go with the other person. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Unless um, they're, that, we're really on a, the same team and they're, they're, we're really close with them and they're, they're genuinely asking for our opinion. Right. So. We have to kind of be, if, if there's someone we're really passionate about, we have to be a little bit strategic. And some of that is just like game theory, too, I think, sure. of like, you know, people wanting like to pick. Mm-hmm. Well, then and then and I always say, too, like, I think the lack of recognition recognition for the um, the craft overall is because essentially our job is to make you believe that it was your choice. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah, I like. I mean, I've worked with a lot of different casting directors, and I love it when like a casting director is like, "Hey, this person." Like, I've yeah. cast them five times before, and every time the feedback was like amazing. Well, that's um, you know, that's trust good. and yeah. and and rec- recognizing that they obviously have a history with these people mm-hmm. and they know what they're capable of, et cetera. Which is you know, or right, even this last the country time thing I did like there was an actor that came in and I was like the casting director asked me what I thought of him it's like yeah he wasn't that great and she was like really he's usually like really amazing and really great and so I was like well I guess we can call him back then yeah I want to if someone is like hey this person's really great and they just had an off day I definitely want to know that yeah Mm -hmm. or like watch something else that we have on tape for it that he Mm -hmm. read like a long Mm -hmm. time ago just in an effort to see him do something else and you know some people are really good auditioners and some people are terrible auditioners but they're amazing actors so the what you see in that moment might not be their best the best reflection of like what they can do well something else you said that kind of is related to that um, that I find interesting is you've said that it's like a different pool of people that you're bringing in for commercials and for theatrical. And obviously, I'm sure any actor that's listening to this, probably including my wife, would be like, well, 
that's frustrating, you know, because like you mm-hmm. book you book so many commercials, but like you can't get into a theatric theatrical room or vice versa. I have a lot of friends that like do TV, and they're like, yeah, I just cannot book a commercial. It's right. weird. Like I, I feel like um, in LA in particular, you get like pigeonholed really quickly, and it's crazy to me because when I was in New York, like it's a smaller group of people, and so that same group of people does everything. You know, mm-hmm. they're like in a play and in a commercial and, you know, there's just a lot of overlap and like sharing and stuff. But out here, even though I feel like in L.A., like people are more open to things like when it comes to um, actors, they're a little it's a little more like linear or just in the business in general. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, OK, you've directed comedy videos. Sure. Great. So yeah. you're the comedy video guy. Well, it yeah. applies you know? to us, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, right. Like I was saying today, I was like, this is a really hard role. This is a really complex role. And it's a 20-year-old guy. And, it, and the com- there's physical comedy. And there's, you know, there you have to be able to navigate the comedic beats. And it's really difficult. And I was like, this is so much harder than, I think, casting a drama. But no one would hire us to cast mm-hmm. a drama. No one would hire us to cast a procedural or a, or a period drama. That's, like, that's not where we come from. Because I watched, unfortunately, not enough of, but watched Wayne. Your new oh, YouTube yeah. show. Yeah. I watched the. I watched the first one. I, I started. I was like, oh, the this casting is awesome. was insane. Yeah, oh, and, I, and of course, Mayhem, commercial guy. Yeah, no, I yeah. know he's really like more of a TV yeah, guy. Dean Winters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, he's the Mayhem in the yeah, commercial yeah. Oh, world. Yes. He's very yeah. famous. Yes. Oh, right, right. Yeah, Mayhem. Sure. Yeah, um, Wayne. Um, but, but that that I would not describe unless I unless it has a real tonal shift after a minute eleven or whatever. It's not a straight comedy by any means no No, that's a dark comedy so we were really excited for that one yes because we were like ah this is really dark this is what we it's like a half hour drama drama yeah Yeah. i wouldn't even say dark comedy from what i can tell you know with some jokes yeah 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 Yeah, it's a drama with some jokes yeah yeah Yeah. it's like a highly stylized yeah yeah drama right yeah uh john wick meets john hughes yeah or even like john wick meets like scott pilgrim or something right yeah it almost feels like yeah, yeah, there's a little, there's some pizzazz to it for sure. And there's yeah. like a retro overtones, you know? Yeah, and it's set in the present day, but like people aren't, you know, staring at their smartphones the whole time or right, anything right. like that. Right. Um, Kids yeah. listen to music with guitars also, which right. I yep. found yeah. old fashioned. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it, that show is, is so unique. And we, you know, we look forward to um, people who have seen it like, hiring us for other things like yes. in that uh in that realm sure you know? was that cast out of la yeah, yeah um uh la and toronto oh, the mix of looks like the like his best friend in high school and the girl with like the brace Orlando, and like yeah. even those just those three kids that mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah are laughing yeah, at the, him in the beginning and the guy that comes out the the three kids i was like guy. oh nice looks across the board yeah, yeah the yeah. best friend he's from louisiana new orleans yeah. new orleans yeah right? And Joshua um, Williams, yeah, and he's terrific. And he, he was, went on tape, yeah. and um, as soon as we saw his tape, we we're like, "Hire him! <laughs> Hire he, him!" Yesterday, had he only done like Mudbound. Is that right? Yeah, he he had like a Just small a part in Mudbound, and film. I know. yeah, right, and uh, and a and a couple other small things, you know. But right. yeah, he's great. And then um, I mean, Sierra, is, who plays that's the small market dream. 
Right. right. Oh, yeah. Like you get cast because you're a local hire mm-hmm. and also great. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. But then you're discovered and then you get to, yeah. you know. And um, and then Sierra, who plays Dell, um, she's, oh, yeah. she's, awesome she's been working for a long time yes. and, and been doing like a lot of like, um, well, she did Red Band Society for Fox, which was a drama. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of like, uh, like Disney-ish shows. So this is a huge departure for her, but she came in and just slayed it. Like Amanda stood up and gave a standing ovation. Very inappropriately. <laughs> Literally. Did you really? Yes. I, did. I couldn't oh, help myself. Well, so here's the thing. You have to cast her then, right? Right. Well, no. But, <laughs> well, yeah. you know. She's going to go home and tell everybody like, hey. She did a standing job. Up. Yeah, she but like, you know, it was, that was a hard, those were hard parts too. I really mean, hard. They were, they are these kids from Brockton, Massachusetts, which is really specific in mm-hmm. regard to dialect and tone and we were encountering a lot of kids that were like grew up here and were very like california like mm-hmm. never what did you always say never opened a pasta jar on their own yeah, didn't like know, hadn't didn't done anything to, yeah, yeah. and this is a shit kicker who yeah. like his dad dies and he sets his house on fire and he goes to get this car that like you know what i mean and, and he's just got this shit life and so you have to really feel for him so it was really hard and for her I mean, that was like our second session of Dell, right? Like, yeah. She just like came in and she did the, she's like, this is an accent that I used to just f- like fuck around with my friends sure. with and do. And so I was like, I feel like it's kind of appropriate. And I was like, it's, you're, you're good Great. at it. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, some of the girls didn't even do an accent and you just needed it. You needed yeah. it to like feel authentic. Well, and then to find our Wayne was a whole crazy process. Sure. We read something like. We, we read or watched tape of like a thousand kids and we started in LA and New York and then the Southeast and then like the Canada. rest of the country, then Canada, mm-hmm. then, uh, because the original vision of the role was a little different mm-hmm. and we just weren't really finding it. There was like one kid out of New York that they, that they liked a little. What do you mean well, by to, different? Like age, ethnicity? Type. Type. Well, to back up a little bit, we, we, when we met on it, we had worked with two of the the five producers, mm-hmm. but we had to meet Sean, the creator. And, um, I don't think we met Rhett and Paul until we were mm-hmm. hired, but, mm-hmm. um, but when we went to meet with Sean, we knew we were meeting against some really high profile, amazing casting directors. Mm-hmm. And we were like, Oh shit, we're never going to get this. <laughs> so <laughs> It's we, a relatively small pool, right? Like, you know, the competition. Usually. Yeah, yeah, usually. Yeah. I mean, yeah. sometimes we, we don't, we aren't privy to that, but mm-hmm. sometimes like we'll hear through the grapevine like who else is meeting on it. Mm-hmm. So anyways, we were like, well, we better like really bring our A game. So we like did arts and crafts and made a, a big giant binder of like basically like mood boards for like the different roles and like oh, what, how, what we thought was it was going like to look like pictures of DJ Qualls. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> like the look inspiration. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> kind of. No, yeah. but, um, but yeah. And then we, and we really like sold it hard and, and yeah. Sean, God bless him. Yeah. Gave us a chance. And, um, in our pitch book was, I had just seen, um, I had just Street. seen Sing. Yeah, I had just seen a screener of Sing Street. Mm-hmm. Mark McKenna was this one of the supporting leads in that movie, and I was like, I think there's something really special about him. So we put him in the book. I, you know, he's Irish. That, They're all the Irish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we at the beginning of the process when oh. we got hired, we put out a self tape request, and then we go for him, and we like waited for it for three weeks. And mm-hmm. in the meantime, we read a thousand kids, and then mm-hmm. decided we needed to hop across the pond and start reading other kids over there um, while right, waiting in for 
in England, in Ireland, UK. Yeah. In the UK. Because too, if you think about the locate, like uh, geographically, where mm-hmm. Mass Boston, Brockton, like where that is, like they came overseas, and so the accents kind of. Um, not that much of a departure. Right, yeah, like the they Irish, could do Boston, it. Yeah, yeah. Celtics. Right. right. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, so we're waiting for Mark's tape, and we're we're reading a bunch of kids over there too. Well, and um, and the, you know, because there's a big time difference between here and the UK, we were like, I was emailing um, agencies in uh, in the UK, but like like just like giant CCs to anyone who had a an email address at all these big agencies at um like, yeah like in, in <laughs> London you yeah. know and so it's basically like I was just blind emailing all of CAA <laughs> right, hi you I'm don't Chrissy have, right because have, they didn't have they don't have the same system that we do right well and you don't have the same network either it's not exactly. like you get to know those people over the years exactly you know? and yeah. so I was emailing and I was like hello we are Chrissy and Amanda and we are casting a television show it's a real show it has real money mm-hmm. and, and you're, the director and was already back. attached like the Deadpool guy? Uh, the, they were EPs. They were EPs. Yes. And oh, um, yeah. the director, uh, Ian. Mm-hmm. Came on later. Came on a little later, yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, just like, yeah, basically emailing all of CAA and being like, hello, I'm a casting director and this is a real project. Write, <laughs> write me back if you Please have anybody. write me back. Did yeah. you say it's for YouTube or did you leave yeah. that part out? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we said it's for YouTube premium. Because that could be complicating. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> you know. But it's a real, but it's a TV show with real TV rates. Right. And specifying all of that. Like, sure, it's sure. not just like, like a guy with a selfie stick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, are there yeah. residuals? Uh, there are, but in a different way. Like if it gets resold somewhere else? It's uh, No, if it's a, on for a certain amount of time, yeah. I think, right? It's on oh, the like high-budget SBOD contract, so which oh, is like good. basically it's a standard it's like television a yeah. agreement. Yeah. 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 Oh, cool. Residual checks have come to our house for things that are oh, on. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Like, for Tate, not for VOD. us, to yeah, be clear. For, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be right. clear. Oh, I wish. Casting directors don't get residuals? No. Don't you take a percentage of every actor you cast? No. Yeah, that would be nice. No. Idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Mark's tape came in and he was great and but he needed a couple of notes so we had him retape and then um Can you tell me what he did that nobody else did? To go back a little bit, Sean had this really specific vision of what he wanted. Mm-hmm. And, and this is the showrunner, mm-hmm, creator, the creator. And we tried it with this one kid that he was like this is the kid and we were like, "Okay." And and he just this kid just wasn't doing it and we tried again and we tried again and we tried again great actor but such just a good actor for this particular role just wasn't right wasn't there. do you ever yeah. think to yourself like that it's the script no no because not in this case no it, it it's just sometimes you're just not right mm-hmm. you know and there's nothing super specifically to point at it's just you're not right. Yes. Sometimes you're just not right. I think that there are times when um, when something is really specific mm-hmm. and no one is willing to deviate from that, that like, you know, the equivalent of that um, that commercial where I made people lie about liking E.E. <laughs> e. Cummings, you know, um, and uh, uh, that, you know, if you write something so super specific, like a model who's an opera singer mm-hmm. and... Um, she's uh like half Native chinese Iceanian. half native american and um but yeah. you're not willing to go and she's like also like south korean only chinese calligrapher right. right right uh and then it turns out that the the actress that they had in mind is already on another show she's okay. already doing calligraphy and and uh right. but opera singer and right. all of those things you know um so that can be a little 
challenging. Challenging. Well, so I, I wanted to ask just in terms of like your interactions with directors, mm-hmm. like what can you talk about some things that like what makes a director good at casting uh, mm. something and then something that makes them like not so good? <laughs> Well, I think that something that always helps us is when um, when you have like a couple of prototypes in mind mm-hmm. um, so that there's like a starting point for us because... Um, and by prototypes, you mean characters or actors? Uh, or either? Either. You know, if it's like, uh, here's Sally and she's 20 years old and then we're like, okay. Thanks, you know. Um, But if, uh, which, like, maybe for a co-star or something or a smaller role, like, you don't have to. But you read the script, Kate Winslet. Yeah, but sometimes in the script, there's not even anything that describes a character. So we're just left like guessing what's in your head, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so if you're like, oh, Sally is like a yeah, like she's like a female T.J. Miller, Lizzie Kaplan. Yeah, yeah, or um, or like you know. Just anybody, if you just an Aubrey Plaza, yes. Let me yeah. Ask whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so say, say you say Lizzie Kaplan and Aubrey Plaza, right? Are you then like, oh, does he mean or she mean brunette? <laughs> do you know what I mean, though? <laughs> right? Well, or, or, or do you just mean sar- right. snarky and sarcastic, or like tone? It's yeah. usually tone in regard thing, to tone. Usually, yeah. yeah, yeah. Not not always a look thing too, but but you know. Yeah, you look for both. But is like, it annoying when you get your 100th Aubrey Plaza in a row? The other thing is that when we ask for that, then the the bar's kind of set. Mm-hmm. And like there are there are some people that speak to that, but then there are like when you're really specific, if you're really specific and you can't get away, from, you can't come out of that, then it's like, well, Aubrey Plaza is Aubrey Plaza is Aubrey Plaza. Like there's, what do we do? You know? Mm-hmm, so you right. have to, we have to figure out how to navigate that with them so that it's, yes, this is specifically a prototype because Aubrey Plaza is not going to do this or she's not available or whatever. Right. Um, or maybe she will do it because they've got the money. A and, billion yeah. dollars. And she's available. Because yeah, my wife's gone in for like an Aubrey Plaza type and like literally we were like watching Aubrey Plaza videos, you know, and they're like, no, not not in the office. Watch her and like Ingrid goes, what? You know, like, right. yeah, yeah. it's yeah. just like so yeah. weird. You're like, your wife is a good at frowning. So, <laughs> yeah. like, so like a funny frown. Like, mm, that's great. How's yeah. her vocal fry? Her. Yeah, <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's got great. bangs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She has because two eyes. Well, yeah. like everyone's different, so it's yeah. like you know, you're you say Aubrey Plaza, and then or Aubrey Plaza type, and then somebody a different human being comes in. Right. So you have to wrap right. your head around that. Right. I mean, I think that yeah, like um, well, I think it's helpful to have you know uh, just like an idea of of what you want or what you like or what you respond to, mm-hmm. and then we'll show you versions of that. Um, like some on the nose and some a little left of center and yeah. some a little right of center. I guess I'm curious, mostly, at least for me personally, oh, like yeah. in the room, um, like in the audition room, because that's when we had our panel of directors talking about casting, it was a lot of it was about how, especially in commercials, because you have an agency and you have creative, you have other people watching you, the director, audition actors. And like you said, it's a volume game, right? So you might be seeing like 60 actors in a day. Yeah. And as the director, you're like, nervous that they think you're not directing the performance well or that you keep giving the same direction over and over. Oh, I've never yeah. thought about. So it's like stressful as a director. It's it we've said this to other casting directors before and everyone's like, "What are you talking about? You're nervous." We are so 
not so nervous, but it yeah. is very stressful for us, specifically in commercials in particular. Yeah, we I have bet. to fight so hard for the job, and it's so much harder, I think. You have to fight so hard for the job? Yeah. yeah. People have don't to just fight call so us. hard for the job. Yeah, but people don't call <laughs> us and say, like, hey, do you want to direct this commercial? It's like you're... Really? <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, they, they have to... <laughs> no. no. Have you listened Pitch. to the podcast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we... No, but, like, people don't call us either, you know? Well, I imagine... Like, we're, all, we're all fighting. Yeah. I imagine yeah, that's so people... Interesting call you like i work with you know the same casting directors a lot like i imagine if a director that works with you a lot that likes you like yes. Yes. Job, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell you. Yes. you just get the call yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's different for maybe like, a tv network because if we're talking about commercials yeah. like that sometimes directors are in-house at different places right so if like you're doing like a a pretty bird commercial like they've got their group of directors and you all you, do. you will oftentimes it's rare that I get asked who I want my casting director to be. Oh, That's really? True. Yeah. I feel like yeah. I've, I mean, 70% of the time I get to pick, but it's one of the things, like as soon as I get the job, I say like, you VP, have to, production you have to designer, like, casting right. director. Yeah. You have to throw your chips down immediately. Like, Hey, these are the people I want. Like don't. And oftentimes they're already hired. You know, it's like a very weird situation. Yeah. It depends when you get hired. Commercially. Yes. Yeah. But, I'm talking about you guys though. Yeah. We yeah. are all triple bed. So, like, mm. literally, um, we will submit, like, a like a very elaborate document. We will have one, if not two or three, like, dog and pony show, like, pitch meetings where mm. we talk about how much we love, Yeah, but just know, to get to that point. Cheetos or whatever. <laughs> it's really hard. Like, their yeah. agency yeah. has boards, right, for their yeah. commercial. They look at, like, 100 reels of directors. Mm. Um, and those reels are, those directors are all at production companies, so... The, they have to like the production company like they have you know and I not see. everyone is pretty bird or hungry man you know right, some yeah. people right. are companies you haven't quite heard of that often. george commercial <laughs> company yeah. oh yeah they're pretty good actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh and then you're competing right and then you're trying to send the exact right sense. reel yeah. right. and then they usually have like a list of three and not only is it the director but also the bid and the production company right and everything. so that you could sense. even be the person who does the best at the pitch but like if the production company comes in too high and they get underbid by somebody else right you just lose it right yeah. yeah and then i'll make like a 30 page document you know to try yeah. to get the job and then yeah. And we hire graphic designers. Lauren will show you the, right. the documents. He's yes. really proud of all I mean, we've <laughs> seen them. See them. Yeah. yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. But, but I guess I guess. But you I don't guess. have the job when you make that. So we make them right. and then don't right. get the job. Yeah. Right. At, for yeah. every board that you see, there are two other boards that are pro- or decks, decks. Yeah. that are probably right. as good, give or take. Right, right. For people who just didn't yeah, get the all, job. it's all yeah. stressful. What are we doing? Yeah. So, so especially <laughs> if it's but, a, but, your first time with an agency, right. that's now the thing. you yeah. want them to think they made the right choice, right? Because right? they wanted right. to hire their nephew, but mm-hmm. someone yeah. convinced them that you had Matt this one Pollack idea. Matt Pollock was busy, so right. they called yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, But so, so then once you're in the room, uh, for me, and I'm sure for everyone, right? For Matt too, like probably the first time you've ever met these people that you've had all these conference calls with in person is at the audition, right? Because they come in for the callbacks. Yeah, like literally that's the first I guess I've never thought about those dynamics because we're sitting there sweating Mm -hmm. about our own shit. I guess the lesson here is that everyone is just like freaking out. (laughs) The actors, they're not worried though. The actors aren't worried. The actors are fine. Can I tell you, I did this uh, commercial and the client was there and he was from Kansas City and I made some, we had... Uh, tender greens for lunch at the audition and I made mm-hmm. some comment about how 
he, he said, oh, the salad's really good. I was like, yeah, we're really, Californians have really good produce. I mean, you guys kill us on mayonnaise, but we're good, like, on, you know, produce. And somehow the EP at my production company heard that I made that comment and was like, don't disparage the client. Like, literally, like, that one thing I said was like, I shouldn't have said it. Like, so it's... You got scrutinized. For you're it, yeah, already sure. in that meeting wow. when you're face-to-face, like, but being judged, like, let alone... Like, judging how you direct actors calm down <laughs> right yeah. you made a mayonnaise yeah. joke <laughs> yeah it's like it's it can't make about mustard yeah. make a goddamn mayonnaise <laughs> joke yeah. what are we doing here um, but uh i guess i'm curious from your point of view as a casting director like you've probably seen directors that say nothing in an audition and directors yes. that say way too much and i'm wondering sure. like what the sweet spot is to get the best out of actors because you probably have seen like some of the best direction given to actors. And the last casting director I was with, I worked with, like she was, I thought, really good at directing actors. Yeah. yeah so like, you're I like, would well, say I'm something, not going to say anything. I would say like <laughs> 10 sentences and she would be like, yeah, just do it a little louder. And then, and then it would be like perfect. Yeah. I mean, I think that, um, again, sometimes it's project specific, you know, like the type of direction and stuff. But at least for the two of us, we often don't want to step on the director's toes mm-hmm. and like I'll ask permission. I give direction typically like in our sessions. Yeah. Um, but I will always ask permission in a, in a producer session. If I could mm-hmm. just give them a little something, if I'm hearing them give direction and I, I feel like the actor understood, but maybe I can see that the actor's not quite understanding what they're trying to get at, mm-hmm. you know, I'll pop in, but I'll, I'll always ask permission, but the best directors are the directors that are had, have been actors, or are have taken um, some class, or have taken are some acting class, them. or who yes. are married yes. to actors, <laughs> or used to be who have engineers. a respect for actors. Or, right. Yes, those are the the best. Um, yes. Those I find to be are the best directors. And well, do you ever go back to the waiting room and be like, "Hey, the director keeps giving the same direction yeah. to every actor. Like, sure. maybe come in already with this." Sometimes, aware of it, yeah, <clears throat> or. This, this director line reads just oh just don't oh, be offended that's fun. don't like the li- try not to be offended by it the yeah. heads up this person's a little quirky yeah. right yeah don't let it throw you I've seen some actors be really offended by line reads and sometimes that's just part of the only way they that don't someone know knows how, how to, to articulate yeah. yeah yeah have you seen so. like really good actors be have their performances ruined by the director yes yeah I mean I think sometimes um, people can get over noted mm-hmm. and then get in their head about it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then, um, uh, so like in, you know, in, in TV, you, you audition, let's say it's a pilot. You come in and read for us in a pre-screen. Then there's a producer session. Then there's a, a, a studio test and the network test. Um, and before those tests, they'll, uh, like warm the actor up and be like, let's have a work session. Gosh, I know. And, um, and, some actors do well with those, but some mm-hmm. completely fall apart. And they're like, can I just do what I originally did that you guys all liked? Like, mm-hmm. ugh. And mm-hmm. they get noted to death, and then they fall apart in the test in front of the studio or in front of the network. And Well, and Chrissy's, Chrissy's really close to this, right? Because right. of yeah. Tate, how many times he tested before he got Quantico, and like just yeah. na- helping him navigate that. Yeah. And that, I think... It, it, the auditioning is a completely separate skill than actually doing it on set sure. or, yeah. you know, you know, it's just completely different. So completely different. and taking notes on the fly like that's really hard. And- Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.